Omnum Omnum, Ryanaya. Today we are finishing with Canto 2. Finishing up the second half, chapter 10. Starting with verse 17. The living force, being agitated by the Virat Purusha, generated hunger and thirst, and when he desired to drink and eat, the mouth opened. From the mouth the palate became manifested, and thereupon the tongue was also generated. After this, all the different tastes came into existence, so that the tongue can relish them. When the Supreme desired to speak, speeches were vibrated from his mouth. Then the controlling deity, fire, was generated from his mouth. But when he was lying in the water, all these functions remained suspended. Thereafter, when the Supreme Purusha desired to smell odors, the nostrils and respiration were generated. The nasal instrument and odors came into existence, and the controlling deity of air, carrying smell, also became manifested. Thus, when everything existed in darkness, the Lord desired to see himself, and that was all created. Then the eyes, the illuminating God's sun, the power of vision, and the object of sight all became manifested. By development of the desire of the great sages to know, the ears, the power of hearing, the controlling deity of hearing, and the objects of hearing became manifested. The great sages desired to hear about the self. When there was a desire to perceive the physical characteristics of matter, such as softness, hardness, warmth, cold, lightness, and heaviness, the background of sensation, the skin, the skin pores, the hairs on the body, and their controlling deities were generated. Within and outside the skin is a covering of air through which sense perception became prominent. Thereafter, when the Supreme Person desired to perform varieties of work, the two hands and their controlling strength, and Indra, the demigod in heaven, became manifested, as also the acts depend on both the hands and the demigod. Thereupon, because of his desiring to control movement, his legs became manifested, and from the legs the controlling deity named Vishnu was generated. By his personal supervision of this act, all varieties of human beings are busily engaged in dutiful occupational sacrifice. Thereupon, for sexual pleasure, begetting offspring and tasting heavenly nectar, the Lord developed the genitals, and thus there is the genital organ and its controlling deity, the Prajapati. The object of sexual pleasure and the controlling deity are under the control of the genitals of the Lord. Thereafter, when he desired to evacuate the refuse of eatables, the evacuating home, anus, and the sensory organ thereof developed along with the controlling deity, Mitra. The sensory organ and the evacuating substances are both under the shelter of the controlling deity. Thereafter, when he desired to move from one body to another, the navel and the air of departure and death were combinedly created. The navel is the shelter for both, namely death and the separating force. When there was a desire to have food and drink, the abdomen and the intestines, and also the arteries became manifested. The rivers and seas are the source of their sustenance and metabolism. When there was desire to think about the activities of his own energy, then the heart, the seat of the mind, the mind, the moon, determination, and all desire became manifested. The seven elements of the body, namely the thin layer of the skin, the skin itself, the flesh, blood, fat, marrow, and bone, all are all made of earth, water, and fire, whereas the life-breath is produced by the sky, water, and air. The sense organs are attached to the modes of material nature, and the modes of material nature are products of the false ego. The mind is subjected to all kinds of material experiences, happiness and distress, for example, and the intelligence is the feature of the mind's deliberation. Thus, by all this, the external feature of Lord Vishnu is covered by gross forms such as those of planets, which were explained to you by me. 
Therefore, beyond this gross manifestation is a transcendental manifestation finer than that of the finest form. It has no beginning, no intermediate stage, and no end. Therefore, it is beyond the limits of expression or mental speculation, and is distinct from the material conception. Neither of the above forms of the Lord, as just described unto you from the material angle of vision, is accepted by the pure devotees of the Lord who know him well. He, Lord Vishnu, manifests himself in a transcendental form, being the subject of his transcendental name, quality, pastimes, entourage, and transcendental variegatedness, although he is unaffected by all such activities. He appears to be so engaged. O King, know from me that all living entities are created by the Supreme Lord according to their past details, their past deeds. This includes Brahma and his sons, like Daksha, the periodical heads, like Vaivasvata Manu, the demigods, like Indra, Khandra, and Varuna, the great sages, like Burgu, Vyasa, and Visastha, the inhabitants of Pitaloka and Siddhaloka, the Karanas, Gandavaras, Vidyadharas, Asuras, Yakyas, Kinaras, and the angels, the serpentines, the monkey-shaped Kimpurushas, the human beings, the inhabitants of Matrioka, the demons, Pishakas, ghost spirits, lunatics, and evil spirits, the good and evil stars, the goblins, the animals in the forest, the birds, the household animals, the reptiles, the mountains, the moving and standing living entities, the living entities born from embryos, from eggs, from perspiration, and from seeds, and all others, whether they be in the water, land, or sky, in happiness or in distress, or in mixed happiness and distress, all of them, according to their past deeds, are created by the Supreme Lord. According to the different modes of material nature, that being goodness, passion, and darkness, there are different living creatures, who are known as demigods, human beings, and hellish living entities. King, even a particular mode of nature, being mixed with the other two, is divided into three, and thus each kind of living creature is influenced by the other modes and acquires its habits also. He, Lord Vishnu, as the maintainer of all in the universe, appears in different incarnations after establishing the creation, and thus he reclaims all kinds of conditioned souls amongst the humans, non-humans, and demigods. Thereafter, at the end of the millennium, the Lord himself, in the form of Rudra, the destroyer, will annihilate the complete creation as the wind displaces the clouds. The great transcendental is thus described the activities of the supreme personality of Godhead, but the pure devotees deserve to see more glorious things in transcendence beyond these features. There is no direct engineering by the Lord for the creation and destruction of the material world. What is described in the Vedas about his direct inference is simply to counteract the idea that material nature is the creator. This process of creation and annihilation, described in summary herein, is the regulative principle during the duration of Brahma's one day. It is also the regulative principle in the creation of Maha, in which the material nature is dispersed. My king, I shall in due course explain the measurement of time and its gross and subtle features with the specific symptoms of each, but for the present let me explain unto you the Padma Kalpa. Shonaka Rishi, after hearing all about the creation, inquired from Sukade, Sutta Goswami about Vidura, for Sutta Goswami had previously informed him how Vidura left home, leaving aside all his relatives, who were very difficult to leave. Shonaka Rishi said, 
Let us know, please, what topics were discussed between Vidura and Maitreya, who talked on transcendental subjects, and what was inquired of Vidura and replied by Maitreya. And also, please, let us know the reason for Vidura's giving up the connection of his family members, and why he again came home. Please also let us know the activities of Vidura, why he was in the places of pilgrimage. Sri Sutakaswami said, I shall now explain to you the very subjects explained by the great sage in answer to King Parikshit's inquiries. Please hear them attentively. Thus ends Canto 2. Kind of an interesting ending. It's very complicated, lots of stuff. Seems like it's all thrown in. Um, I find too many ideas in this chapter. I think I mentioned this in some earlier videos. There's just so much going on here. <clears throat> and, and the Srimad Bhagavatam is 12 cantos. But it's really just one big book, so it's ending on this cliffhanger. Um, yeah, it, we finished it. Interesting. Um, wow. Thoughts, comments, all that stuff down below. There's just so much here, I, I just don't know what to say. Other than the Lord is, is us, and above us, and in us, and through us. And, and it makes no sense, but yet it does make sense. And, and he creates, and... Uh, I think it's trying to put into words a mysterious thing. I mean, I think it, I think this whole text is really trying to describe something that is a, beyond us to understand, but it's trying to describe that, you know? It's like trying to describe algebra to someone who can't do math. Yeah, I know, that might be harder. <laughs> I don't know, but we ended Canto 2. Uh, we'll take a break, put, I'll have some other stuff going up, and then, I burn, you know, we're diving right forward. So thoughts, comments, all that stuff, please um, share it with me. Um, also, you can support this channel. I rarely mention this, but you can. Down below is a link. I write lots of books. Uh, most of them are actually music. There's a few spiritual books in there, and I'm always doing something new. Every year I put out something. And so please check it out. You can buy stuff on Amazon and worldwide. Um, if there's anything that suits your fancy, that's a nice way of supporting my channel and supporting my work. Um, allowing me to have a little time to do this. Uh, I, you know, I don't get rich off of this. I, this channel is not, you know, making any money. And I just do this for the love, but it does help by not having a second job or something which is tying me down. That gives me just a little window to share, if that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, please reach out. And if you also have books to recommend, that maybe you would like to delve into, but you just don't have the time to read them, I would be really interested. Uh, doesn't matter how long they are, obviously. Srimad Bhagavatam is really long, but we'll do it. And, yeah. Uh, just be told, I was actually at the store the other day looking at, they have the collected Rig Veda. You may have seen this. It's a collection of actually six books. The Dharmapada, there's something from Christianity and Judaism. And, uh, you know, there's six different religions, and one, have, one volume is the the Rig Veda, and I had a copy years ago, and it's like small print and 600 pages, and I was like, oh, this is interesting, and I just, I just couldn't do it, and I got rid of it, and I was thinking the other day, that's what we should read on this channel, so I went over to the store, and I looked at it, 75 bucks for all six, I don't want all six, I want one, I want the Rig Veda, and that book's been in that store for years, so no one's buying it, uh, but I'm willing, I would have been willing to read, read that, oh well. So please share with me anything you've got. And, uh, yeah, kind of rambling now, but you know when you end a book, you, you have this weird place of, well, what do we do now? Where do we go? <laughs> also, mind any noise you hear, there's the windows are open, and so you might be hearing traffic or stuff outside. But 
not much I can do about that in my humble, crazy surroundings. And uh, so with that, we'll just say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.